0: welcome back to the what fulfills you podcast my name is emily elizabeth and i'm your host and as always welcome if this is your first time tuning in to the show today's episode is solo and something that i actually had a recent conversation with a friend about and i realized is probably a very helpful topic for many of you and so i was like you know what let me bring on a solo episode for this week Before we dive into everything, I do want to just quickly share a piece of gratitude, something I used to do almost in every episode in the beginning. And, uh, you know, I kind of made my episodes and my intros more concise, but because today is solo, I just want to share a quick piece of gratitude. And I actually sent this to my friend uh, because this gratitude is pertaining to a person. But, I just want to put it out in the ether. I'm really grateful for my friend Elia, who I met just about two years ago. And he's actually in Italy right now, where he's from. And was also on this podcast last year, I think around early September. So I will link that episode in the show notes. But it was all about male psychology on human dynamics and relationships and it was actually one of the top episodes of last year and so I highly recommend you give it a listen so like I said I will link that in the show notes but as a backstory if you guys didn't know I met this friend of mine Elia at the mall (laughs) this was actually at the Century City Mall in Los Angeles so for any of you guys who live out there or have been there this might kind of bring a visual to you but I met him there while I was Uh, just shopping and just hanging out on the weekend with my friend Alexis, who is my former roommate from college, and it was a really random encounter. My friend and I were eating gelato. It was actually on Halloween day, so two years ago, this was a Saturday, that makes sense because Halloween this year is on a Monday, and her and I were just chatting, and I remember I was actually staring at this guy who happened to be Elia, and he was kind of walking past us with his guy friend, and I just was checking out his outfit. I think he was wearing Yeezys and he just had a cool outfit and, you know, he's a good looking dude. So I was staring at him and the next thing you know, you know, they walk by. But then they walk back and ended up coming up to us and talking. And it was super funny because my friend, she's, she's so cute and I actually admire her for this. Where she's she's so loyal to her partner And is very adamant about making it very known at the very beginning to any guy that talks to her that she has a boyfriend. And I think that is so mindful. And of course, I think there are times where you don't have to really put it out there that early. But I actually recently told her that I think that is incredible of her. Like I I admire that trait of her, the way she's so loyal because, um, you know, I... To be honest i don't i can't say that about every single person i know but anyways it ended up being a really fun conversation she ended up talking to elia's friend and i ended up talking to elia and we just hit it off we ended up talking about personal development i told him about my podcast what well fulfills you and when we were sharing our instagrams with each other that's when i noticed we had a mutual friend And I was like, oh, like, how do you know so-and-so? And And, uh, he's also an entrepreneur. Like, both Elia and the friend, the mutual friend, they're all entrepreneurs. And I was like, okay, interesting. So anyways, fast forward. Over the past two years, Elia has been such a solid rock for me in being that person in my life that I can go to no matter where I am. No matter where, it's like so crazy how connected I feel with him because I can always send him a voice note over WhatsApp and most importantly I can always count on him to actually be as objective as possible because he's very aware of the confirmation bias but he's also very good at putting himself In my shoes and or let's say like the situation I'm dealing with, let's say it's with with, maybe it's about a person or maybe it's just, you know, something I'm dealing with in, in general. And I'm asking for his insight and what his perspective is. He is very good at understanding how someone else could feel and he's very culturally diverse in the sense where he has friends from Europe and he has friends from different countries all around the world and part of his work as well with human dynamics and relationships he's a coach and he you know has clients that are from different backgrounds and so he has a really great understanding and I I put this out in the ether as well because if and when you guys come across a friend. And, and I think the first thing too is like being able to show up as that person as well. You know, I think that's part of how you attract people like this. But I, you know, when you come across someone like this, hold them tight and make sure you let them know you appreciate them because certainly, you know, it's depending on who you ask, right? Like, I mean, it's not really a friend's job to listen and, and give you their take, but It's really incredible when someone does an extremely excellent job at it, and my friend Elia is that person. And so, uh, sorry, that was a little long-winded, but just wanted to say that I'm extremely grateful for this guy who I randomly met at the mall, and we are now extremely close friends and someone that I go to when I want insight, especially with human dynamics and relationships, both in work, friendships and dating life. But the best part of it all is just how patient he is with listening to my questions I have and his ability to be really calm and provide insight without being annoyed, so to speak, that I even come to him with certain questions. So anyways, that is my gratitude for today, and just a simple reminder that if there is someone that has been extremely helpful to you or for you in your life in recent weeks, in recent months, please just let them know. Like seriously, just send them a text and... Just, or voice message, honestly. I'm, I'm a huge voice memo girl. I love hearing people's voice. It's the best way to feel a deeper connection with someone if you can't get on the phone at the same time. Just let the person know. It really goes a long way. And oftentimes, it can catch people by surprise and make them feel really loved and appreciated. And I think we all love that feeling as well. So I hope you can think of someone to send that text or voice memo today. Alright, so with that being said, let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be diving into my personal secrets to self-confidence and I will actually start it off with a recent conversation I had with a friend when, and it was a guy friend, and he was asking me my thoughts slash my take on his recent new dating approach. But before we begin though, I do wanna give a really quick shout out to the sponsor of this podcast, Magic Mind. I have been drinking it for a long time. You guys have probably heard me say that many, many times, but I actually am holding the bottle as we speak. I just drank a full bottle before sitting down to record this episode and I, you guys, I just love the taste of it. Especially if you guys like matcha, then you will love this stuff. I actually have been a little bit, I guess you could say, like not trying to drink as much coffee uh, when it comes to like making at home, like I used to be religious about making coffee at home and lately I guess the, the chapter of that is a little bit on pause. And every now and then I'll get like a pumpkin spice latte or I'll get like a normal latte with like pumpkin toppings from like out, like I'll buy coffee, but I haven't been making it at home. And so I've been just enjoying this magic mind drink. It gives you energy, it helps you relax keeps you focused, makes you happy, it tastes good, and it actually is good for you because it's fully natural. So definitely check it out. You can tap the link in the show notes. But you can also get 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at checkout. So you can just go to magicmind.co slash FULFILL. And so again, if you are looking for a little bit of a productivity energy drink to start your day, especially if you work in corporate or you work from home and you want something different from coffee and all the other things, I highly recommend Magic Mind. Again, 20% off with the code FULFILL at checkout at magicmind.co slash FULFILL. Okay, so let's dive into this conversation I had with a guy friend recently. So he was telling me about his typical approach to dating, which has been... All the time, he only dates one girl at a time, which I had, you know, this is actually my first time talking with this specific friend about his dating life and what he's, um, you know, typically doing, and I was pleasantly surprised that he does that, but I also was think, saying, like, that's very commendable because I'm very big on dating one person at a time. Um, have I talked to maybe two guys at once in my past, yes, but my typical intention is to only have one person present in my life. And even if it's just the talking face, because I, I'm a very focused person and I would hope that someone I'm dating is also focused enough in their life to only have time to be dating me. And if it's not working out, whether it's the first or second date, you just kind of cut it off and move forward with your life until, I guess, like, someone else comes in, whatever that may be. So this friend, he was telling me he he typically only dates one girl at a time, but he recently realized that he might be giving, let's say, like, a talking phase, right? So the talking phase could be a month or a few dates, whatever, he thinks that he could be giving it too much time than he really needs to if it's just one girl. And so he recently allowed himself to quote-unquote talk slash date, you know, about two to three girls at the same time. And not it wasn't intentional. It was actually like one happens to be living in his hometown and uh, he obviously goes back there kind of frequently And, um, you know, another person was... It was, like, very organic. And I've had that that before, too, okay? So I, I definitely don't ever do it intentionally. But he was asking me what my take is on that. And he also mentioned that what he has liked so far when it comes to having two to three girls that he's dating and talking to is that he feels like he has the ability to compare what he likes and doesn't like and kind of can narrow down his options more, which is, I guess, kind of like what you would say you see on The Bachelor The Bachelorette show where it's pretty obvious, like, they're just narrowing it down, right? And And I would argue usually in the first two episodes, like, that person, like, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they already know their top two picks. Okay, let's be fucking real. We all would know that as well. We don't really need that much time, I think, with so many different people because it's either there or it's not. And that part is is very much with very few people. That in itself already narrows it down, like that natural chemistry and energy alignment. And then... The next phase goes into, okay, A, can that grow? And B, can can you actually like be compatible, right? If you already have something there, can you make it work? Can you make it sustainable? I, I would say that's like the next part. So he asked me to give him my take on his thoughts and his perspective. and And this is what I said. And I feel like this is very applicable for us as women as well. And I have shared this with my girlfriends, but that's why I was like, huh, maybe I should also include this in today's episode. So the first thing I was adamant about is, okay, number one, I totally understand this ability to compare between two to three women, what you like and what you don't like or which one you prefer more. Like obvious, like that's going to be very obvious. You're gonna know, okay, I vibe more with this girl than this one, or vice versa, or like even in in our situation as women, I vibe more with this guy than that guy. Yes, that is obvious, but here's the caveat, right? You should be comparing to your standards and your needs and desires, not to another potential partner. Let me repeat that. Instead of comparing to another potential partner, so if you're dating two to three people at once, you should be comparing to your own standards and needs slash desires. The reason why it's so important that you compare it to what you want and need is because it should come back to you, right? Like you shouldn't, like if you think about how dating was many, many years ago, I'm talking like our parents' generation, and even before that, obviously there's pros and cons to everything from today to back then. But the truth is, the grass will always appear greener on the other side. And I'm a huge believer in the grass is greener where you fucking water it. And at the same time, you will always have what is called choice paradox, right? That's why the swiping thing I'm not a big fan of. Have I been on apps before? Yes, but I have not been on it for the past I don't know, year and a half, like since I moved to New York basically because I go out in person a lot so I have a lot of opportunity to meet people and also I, I approach guys as well so I'm just, you know, it depends on what you are but I'm huge on not swiping and thinking there's someone better, There's this one's not better for me, all of those different things because it just becomes this choice paradox. When you have too many options it's actually really not helpful. I also mentioned that when it comes to comparing to your own standards, it really means having your own foundation to come back to like as a base point instead of having another person as a base point, right? Because get get this, there, you're not going to always have two people to compare to at the same time. Like sometimes you're only going to be dating one person. And then at that point, the real question is, are you okay with being alone? Meaning, can you walk away from something or someone that isn't really clicking with you, even when you don't have someone else or another option to move on to. To me, that's the secret to confidence and self-awareness in oneself. Because is it, look, is it hard for me to, it has been, like even to this day, like sometimes I, I like get this itch of like, oh, like I want to go on an app or whatever the fuck that like those urges right that I have to kind of like fight against like I'm not perfect either. But but the truth is if you pause and you ask yourself what is it that I really want the most again, right? Because when we when we want someone else to like go go like move on to the next two, it is purely about our ego. Okay. It is purely of okay I I want to feel seen, I want to feel appreciated, I want to feel hot, I want to feel loved. So a new person will make me feel that way. That's great. Of course, someone else can always make you feel that way. But if you can't make yourself feel that way on your own, you're going to be in trouble. Have I been there before? Yes, okay, I will say that a million times because I don't want to come off as someone that is very like, a matter of fact and I know what I'm doing like yes I, I can only speak on this though because I've I've been on the other side if that makes sense and so I know it's hard and I will actually dive into the exact tips and secrets I utilize in my own life to build self-confidence which has allowed me to be able to walk away from from people, from things, both in like romantic relationships and in relation in any kind of relationship in general. It has allowed me to walk away even if there's nothing new to go to and feeling the pain of I guess like kind of going back to square one, whatever that is. I guess you you feel more comfortable to go back to square one when you're just self-confident. And when you have awareness of what you are, who you are, what you bring to the table. I, I think you have to really build that foundation and be aware of that prior to getting into a relationship or a serious dating matter. And that's why I think that so many people are busy dating multiple people, especially on apps, which again, I have nothing against, but it's it's about being mindful of how you approach and utilize the app. In other words, utilize the tool, right? Because people are looking to, to fill a void. I talk about this with other guy friends too, who who will tell me like, oh, like it's it's so hard and all these things. And yes, it sounds really cliche, but truth be told, that person... My, my last boyfriend and my current relationship both came in at a time that I was not expecting it, nor was I looking for it whatsoever. And I both, I met them both organically, like just through a mutual friend or at a gathering that we both were at. And that's the beauty of it. When you're not looking, it just happens. It's actually very similar to that, uh, that concept of letting go, as I've mentioned in past episodes, where... When you let go of the desire for something, it almost instantaneously comes to you. It's really odd. But if you're not feeling that yet, maybe the question is, have you fully let go of that desire? And people always say, oh, I'm just on apps. That doesn't mean I'm looking. Well, yeah, it's true. It doesn't mean you're looking, but you got to be mindful of where, like literally where your internal energy is going, right? It's really important to find ways To mindfully come back to your own center and your own equilibrium of what you can control. And going back to that question of are you okay with being alone? Like can you walk away even if you don't have someone else or another option? I'll I'll give you a personal example. I recently told a friend how hypothetically if things did not work out with my current partner at any point. The truth is I would you know, I would want to be with him, right? I mean, I'm, I'm speaking in, in, in like terms of now, present day, whatever. You know, I would want to be with him instead of going for other options that don't actually fulfill me. And, and that's just, uh, let's just say, that's if uh, things didn't work out and I wanted it to, to go, right? And so the point is, if I was single right now, I would likely drown myself in self-work, so like my personal development, things that I need to improve on, which is exactly what I did the last time I went through a breakup many years ago. I would also go and work on my financial standing, my personal finance. I think that's huge because that ends up being the biggest stressor for a lot of people later on in life. And then the last pillar I would focus on is simply my relationships and my friendships. And I would probably, you know, travel and go see my my girlfriend in Nashville and I'd Go maybe to Europe to hang out with my friend Elia in Italy, like all these different things. I would go and nourish those relationships. Not that I'm not already, but I would probably just like, you know, excessively go and and spend time with those people because now there's like a little bit of an opening in my energy, right? If I were to become single again. And I'm saying that I would do this for at least four to six months before I open up to dating again because it's one thing where I was actually sharing this with a friend it's like it's one thing if you've been dating because I've been like that over the past um I don't know like two and a half three years prior to um my current relationship the past two and a half years I was single and dating and I was dating where I was seeing someone for maybe two to three months and then things just were not going to progress into a legitimate relationship. And so, from there, yeah, you can kind of move on to date new people a little bit faster, but it's a whole different ball game when you are in love and when you love someone and when you like have a lot of deep emotions for someone. It's very different. Like it's very yeah, very different to go from that and then to just go out there and date again. I I genuinely think that that isn't very helpful for your soul like you're actually probably going backwards more than forward uh, in the long run and so this was actually exactly the, the the same thing I did again I kind of said it earlier but the, lot, the last time I had a breakup a few years ago um, when I was 20 years old I quite frankly I think I put my head down and just worked on my own shit for six seven months um, before like I, I didn't even like touch another guy like for for that many time I didn't talk to anyone it was gnarly I mean I was probably a little bit more disciplined then than now because of different circumstances but um yeah I, I just that's just the truth for me It's like I personally could not imagine just going off and trying to date a new person especially because I know that I would only be doing that to fill the void of of missing someone, of, like, the person that I, you know, and again, I'm, this is such a hypothetical situation, but I'm just, I think it's, you know, important to kind of speak about things that can happen, right? And so it's ironic, too, because that kind of void, when you come out of a a breakup where it's with someone that you are in love with and have been in love with, it's it's a very deep void to fill. So you're just not going to find that with someone new right off the bat I mean the, the probability of that is like 0.1% so you know I guess moral of this part is be mindful of comparing to your own standards and needs and and, and yes, like to my women out there who are confident and you know you bring a lot to the table and you know you can date multiple guys, go do your thing. I celebrate you. I commend you like do your shit, right? like be you. but also be this is what I actually said to my, my guy friend as well. It's okay if you if you end up trying this thing out where you talk to two to three girls in the initial talking phase before you're quote unquote exclusive, all of that stuff, great do you. But the biggest thing, I'm, I'm huge on this, no matter what area of my life, is respect people and make it very clear. Make it very clear that, you know, I'm not in a committed thing with you right now. Make it clear to that girl. And same with you, if you're a female listening right now, be respectful of that guy too. Be respectful of his time. Be respectful of just making it more known up front so that later on down the line there isn't confusion and miscommunication that is often what happens where someone thought you were on one page and the other person was on a different page and it's mostly because you were probably vague about what your intention was with that fling or that situation shift right I guess that's what we call it today um, so that's the biggest thing be respectful to people And let them know. And if you can sense that they feel confused, it's going to be really difficult, but you should let them know where you stand so you don't mislead people. Huge. That, to me, is very important. Okay, so now I'm going to dive into a few of my personal secrets to self-confidence, meaning these are things that I've actually done and still continue to do. And so, like anything on this podcast, when I talk about on a solo episode, it's from personal experiences, it has worked for me. Some of it can work for you as well. Not everything, or maybe everything. Who knows, right? But I just want to share, just in case it can help bring some new ideas and new ways for you to build your self confidence because it is a muscle, right? So you have to continue to do this. It does. It doesn't mean like oh, you do it a few times for a couple of months and then like you you pause. It's it's important to continue to train that self-confidence muscle. So the first tip I actually wrote down, which may or may not surprise some of you, but I would say dressing well is my number one tip. And what I mean by that is I dress well on an everyday basis even if I don't need to be. If I'm working from home, I just I can't wear sweatpants. I will at least put on a pair of jeans and a top, even a blazer, like right now I'm wearing a white top from Aritzia, and a tweed blazer, and you know, I'm recording this from home, like I don't need to be dressed up, but Ryan Holiday, this author, he talks about it too, you know, when you show up to work, even if you're working from home, you you want to like dress the part. You want to kind of step into your suit, your your uniform, whatever that is, because it also helps bring a mental shift. A quote that I like to live by when it comes to self-confidence is look good, feel good, play good. So when I am dressed well, I just naturally feel confident because I know my outfit is on fleek. I know people will be looking at my outfit, whether they are or not, I just know that it's, it's a good outfit, right? And when you know, you know. And and the biggest thing too is no matter if you are going to an event or you are going to work, I would rather be overdressed than underdressed. I don't know about you guys, but there have been plenty of times in my past where I was in a room and I was underdressed. And I was like, damn it, I I wish I wore that dress instead or I wish I wore that. And there were times it was because like I ended up choosing the underdressed outfit instead of the overdressed outfit because I didn't want to look overdressed or look too much and trust me you guys it's way better to I don't don't know if you're gonna ever like regret overdressing because you're just gonna look good and you're gonna feel good and if people are mad at you or think you're weird for looking good that's on them you can't control their thoughts but it's on you for how you feel so make sure that You are wearing whatever it is that makes you look good and feel confident in your own skin. For example, my favorite go-to everyday outfit when I'm working, especially I like to work from coffee shops here in New York or I'll go to like a workspace, I typically wear jeans or trousers with a simple top. It's either like white, black, or a neutral color, often from Aritzia. And then I will often pair it with a blazer. Blazer for me is so important. I have a lot in my closet. If you're looking for good affordable ones, I recommend Zara. If you like some quality matching ones, definitely Aritzia. And just having a few of those in your closet as a staple, like in the you know, black, brown, tan, navy, like, I just love those colors, and when I wear them, I feel really good. Sometimes I'll pair it with the scarf, whatever, so that's typically my outfit with loafers or boots, depending on the season, and then if I'm feeling it, I will actually usually wear a hat, so if you guys noticed, I recently released the What Fulfills You Minimal Chic Hat, which is, it comes in five colors, it's great for fall, and uh, especially on, like, day two hair, I just, I can't, Like my hair doesn't look great, but I don't like to tie it because it kind of gives me a headache. And so I just put on a hat and I'm out the door. And of course, the hat helps protect my skin from the sun. That's very important. And that's just my go-to outfit. And I think anytime I wear a blazer, especially, it just automatically boosts the outfit by a few points. Because it's like, damn, like she's wearing a blazer. It looks very businessy. It looks very nice and classy, even if I'm wearing it with jeans. So that is my little take on dressing well. My second tip to building self-confidence is a pretty obvious one, but doing things that scare me. So anytime I feel like there's something I want to do, but I feel a little bit of fear or I'm a little bit scared, I tell myself, oh, okay, well, now you have to do it because... I felt that fear, Emily, like it's in there, and I like to look at it from a third perspective, okay? Like I like like I like to I like to talk about the emotions as like observing the emotions instead of acting like I am feeling the emotions, right? So I'll be like, oh, fear is creeping into your mind. Or oh, it's like fear is slowly creeping up on you. Something like that. Um, that is a mindful trick that I learned. I forget where, just from like psychology podcast stuff or just hearing people talk about it. Just taking how you're like your emotions and observing them instead of making them like who you are. If that makes sense. And so a few things that I've done uh, traveling solo. That's a huge one. I've done an international trip. I've done, you know, domestic trips. I've done it all. Um, Other things, though, that seem to be kind of like maybe out of the box would be like a day trip by myself. So it's usually something that you would ideally wish you would do with a friend but maybe you don't have one to do with, or maybe uh, your friend's schedules are just not aligning, just do the damn thing by yourself then, right? So for me, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I want to do a day trip to Connecticut out of New York City, especially with the fall season, or dinner. Dinner is a big one. I love getting dinner by myself, um, you know, maybe a glass of wine, bringing a book. I did this when I traveled to Paris and Italy, and I did not feel weird at all. Because again, it takes practice, right? So there are going to be times where I do feel a little bit like, eh, like I feel a little awkward. But most of the time when you do it so many times, you get to a point where you're like, okay, this is nothing, right? But always start out in your own hometown or your, your own city before you branch off to do it elsewhere because that might make you feel uh, uncomfortable when you're not at least in your home place. But the biggest thing too is to always pick an environment that makes sense to you. So don't necessarily go to a restaurant that is known to be kind of a, maybe like a restaurant that ends up turning up, like, you know, like a really loud steakhouse, things like that. I would like to go to a more calming restaurant, like the ambiance fits the vibe where, okay, you might go there for a date night, you might go there for a glass of wine with friends, or you might go there as a solo dinner glass of wine, and reading a book by yourself. So just make sure you pick a place that is appropriate for it. But what this ends up always doing, it will slowly remove the fear, for me at least, of what other people think of me. That is usually one of our biggest fears, is we're so concerned with what other people would think, whether it's the pimple on our face or what our outfit looks like, what our hair looks like. Remember, it comes back to you, okay? So make sure you look and feel good. Make sure that you are pushing it for yourself. You are doing it for your sanity, your mind, your clarity, your self-improvement. This is for you, okay? This is your life. Do it for you. And honestly, who cares what other people think? Because at the end of the day, uh, Kim Ross she was on this show she said this last year she goes look this is what I wish I knew at an earlier age in my life but everyone has their own shit to worry about in other words People have their own pimples that they're worried about, okay? We used to get scared in in high school, like, oh, someone's gonna look at our face and look at our pimple and all this stuff. Like, look, they got their own shit too. We all have our own shit. So at the end of the day, even if someone notices what you're doing and, and they're judging you, they think about it for like a split second and then they move on to something new. That's just how life works. And if that helps, just remind yourself that. Another big one for building self-confidence is acknowledging the truth and not pretending. So an example, and I I want to say this is just like my personal example and this is just my perspective, but if I wanted to be more healthy and toned, I would acknowledge where I am currently and then I would implement actions to work towards a short-term and long-term goal. So I would say the reason why I bring up like the physical aspect in this is because I feel like this is usually the biggest one that we're trying to build self confidence in and also self love in. And I've seen other people say this too, and I'm a believer in that, which is self love is, of course, loving yourself for how you are and who you are, but loving yourself. Enough to also be like, Emily, get your fucking shit together, okay? Like sometimes you, are, it feels better when you tell yourself that, okay? I would hate it if my mom, was. To, I mean, look, she has <laughs> told me many times and I've openly shared this on Instagram stories, on the podcast Instagram about her criticism. And, you know, look, I just think that probably comes from Vietnamese culture. So I don't take it personal. But with that being said, I love it when I'm the one critiquing myself and then going, okay, great. This is where you are. This is where you feel, or this is how you feel about this area of your life. So maybe in this case, how I look. Maybe I want a little bit more toned abs. Maybe I want, you know, a more toned ass. Like, literally, whatever that could be, okay, in in, in this case. Um, instead of telling myself, oh, but like I love how I look. And then my mind is like, Emily, you're fucking lying to yourself, okay? Like, that's, it, it's hard. Because your mind and and... Is you're saying one thing, but then your mind knows that you're you don't actually believe that. Okay, so when you actually don't believe that, then that's when you gotta go, okay, what is what is a goal I could have for the next two weeks, for the next month, and then for the next three months, etc. On the on the flip side though, if you do genuinely love how you appear or whatever department of life that we're talking about, okay, then you should feel confident regardless that is the biggest thing that's the biggest test really like if you want to see if you're actually confident in that area of your life well like ask yourself honestly have an honest conversation with yourself do i do i fucking like look and feel good right now um with the way i look you know or or do i feel like i'm i'm being the friend that i could be that kind of thing because i i was going to say this is the same thing with your mind your character anything it doesn't it's not just about your physique and your physical look i was just like i said i was just saying that i feel like that's the easiest one to pinpoint because it's it's often one that we tend to it's easier to measure because it's visible um but whatever it is whether it's you you want to be more uh intellectual and wiser in different departments of your life like read certain books, listen to certain podcasts, uh, you know, instead of listening to music on your walks all the time, start to listen to an audiobook or something else that could feed your mind the same way you would feed your body the right way if you're trying to improve it. So whatever it is, you can always work to improve it. But the best place to start is calling yourself out on your shit in a loving way. Okay. And being like, all right, damn, damn right. I'm going to start tomorrow. Fuck that. You know, I'm going to start today and I'm going to work towards it and slowly start to track it. Okay. Like don't also, by the way, I'm tangent, but don't be so extreme. Like don't give yourself a really difficult goal to achieve over the next two weeks. And the reason why I actually give a short time frame is because of Parkinson's law, something I applied when I quit my corporate job last year in April. I was coming to a point where I was like not making much movement in in uh, growing my marketing agency to a point where I would feel financially comfortable to leave. And then I was like, you know what? Damn it, this is getting too too long. Because at the time, I was like, okay, I'm going to k- quit my job at some point in the spring. Problem number one with that. It was too vague. It gave myself too much time. And then I wasn't able to really work towards it faster. When I told myself, okay, you have to leave by April 30th. And I gave myself three weeks three weeks to get out, meaning I'm going to leave, at, I'm going to leave regardless. I told my friend, Mike you and some other guy friends, I think it was my friend Elia as well, I told my entrepreneur friends, I'm like, guys, I'm leaving on this date, and if for some fucking reason I don't, I owe you each $500, okay? Now, okay, now we made the risks higher, and suddenly I had the urgency to make sure I got my finances in check in order to leave my corporate job, in which I did. I ended up doing it one week earlier, because uh, you know, I it's crazy, you guys. When you give yourself a shorter time frame, you will be amazed of how much shit you can get done, and that applies to like your everyday work too. I don't give myself eight hours to do a bunch of things. I literally cut it in half, and I learned this from Tim Ferriss from his book The Four Hour Work Week. It really changed my life when I realized that I don't need that much time to complete a certain goal. You will be amazed. Just just give it a try. Okay, my last two tips, second to last one, is conversing with new people. I feel like I notice this in a lot of people. Uh, maybe it's because obviously I do podcasting, and so having conversations and being able to keep a conversation going is probably somewhat of a skill set of mine at this point if not a great skill set I would like to say and one thing that I always like would love to help people on is to Learn how to keep a conversation going and learn how to talk to people that you don't know. I used to be that person, actually, believe it or not. I used to be the person that in Vietnamese, um, you know, my brother would pick on me. This is what you would call someone when you're, you're kind of shy or like scared to do something. In Vietnamese, we would say mucca. And okay, a little vocabulary for you guys, but I would be called that a lot as as a teenager and and even as a kid. And he would say, Oh, like Emily's Mecca. And and that means like, oh, she's she's like a chicken, like she can't do it, like she won't talk, or she won't go up and talk to people. I was that person. I remember my cousin, um, you know, he owns a Vietnamese restaurant and uh, when I was like seven or eight years old I I desperately wanted to go and try to take people's orders but then once I got to it I would fucking chicken out and then I would look to my cousin and I would give him the pen and paper and it said okay you do it and he's like Emily come on so point of that is I feel like the talking part and being able to adopt to new environments is a big one that kind of is like a block for some people when it comes to self-confidence, right? And again, it all adds up. It all contributes to your self-confidence in different ways. But I will say this, how I practice with conversing with new people is I simply try it in small everyday moments, whether it's opening up a conversation to a barista, the doorman, or like wherever I'm waiting for a long-ish period of time, maybe like five minutes or so, I try to obviously, like genuinely bring up a conversation and immerse myself with new people. I did this the other night um, while we were waiting for our table at dinner. Um, There was this like, you know, security guy at the steakhouse restaurant and I ended up talking to him and I said, oh, like where you are from and all this kind of stuff. And it was like really funny because, you know, you get to recognize how your energy is absorbed and how that improves their energy as well. Because this guy, I was like, damn, dude, like how do you stay entertained because he's standing in one spot and observing a bunch of semi-drunk people waiting for their tables or people celebrating and, you know, I I commend him. I think it's amazing that he can do this kind of job without... I don't know, getting bored or I'm sure he gets bored. But like I, I, you know, with that being said, I was like, well, fuck, like I want to learn from him. I want to see what he does and get to know this person. and It was really cool. He was from New York and he told me he lived in Harrisburg before because I brought up I'm from Pennsylvania. And so just moments like that, push yourself out of your comfort zone because at some point then it becomes normal. Again, it took me many years to develop this skill, but try it next time when you're ordering coffee or when you're waiting in line just bring up a nice compliment to someone and obviously again don't don't force it if you if you are not feeling it but when you feel inclined just say it okay and and come from a good energy because people will feel that and if they aren't in a good place either then and if they're not in a good place and they're not like you know giving you the most warmth whatever it's okay because you're coming from a higher vibration think of it this way i learned this from the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, a book that I I highly recommend. And he talks about this concept of being a golden retriever, right? If you think about dogs, but especially golden retrievers, they're just always so loving and friendly and good energy. When you come home and if you had a bad day and you have a golden retriever or you're greeted by a golden retriever, they just kind of instantly boost your mood, right? Even if you're in a bad mood, you're like... That the golden retriever comes wagging at you and it's like saying hi and giving you kisses. It's like, you can't be angry at that dog, right? So think of it in a similar sense when you're talking to someone and if you're giving them that kind of golden retriever energy, it's hard for them to stay in that lower vibration. At least in that conversation with you, they can kind of jump up a little bit in, in their energy with you as well. Trust me, just, just give it a try, I've observed it, and I think it's really amazing when we can do that for our community and the people that we see on a day-to-day basis. All right, so my last and final tip is reflecting on point A to point B. In other words, how far I've come and improved. So from point A to point B. I actually did this last night where I was telling my friend, Harry, who's been on the show recently, and I was telling him, just in reflection of my life a year ago, which was October 2021, when I just moved to New York City. At that point, I was in New York for about a month and a half, and my life was extremely different. I was in a different place financially, emotionally, mentally, and in my relationships all across the board, especially romantically. I was on a, a fun dating little I was a single girl in New York okay what can I say it was a fun time it was very different but I was telling him in reflection from that period of my life that I I really appreciate how much I've grown since then a year ago and even six months ago because Um, especially too, you know, I've I've grown a lot in establishing a better workflow for myself and establishing myself a bit better in my personal finances. That's been a huge one that I wanted to focus on and I want to get better in and something that I love to encourage people around me to do as well. But I also have to say that it's very intriguing to me to see how the tables have turned completely in terms of my my dating dynamic where I'm obviously in an actual committed relationship right now compared to last year where I was, like, dating and having fun and, you know, getting to know people for short periods of time and then it would fade out, whatever. I was telling him, you know, I, I like that. Now that I'm I, I'm in something, I, I have little to no desire to go out, especially as, like, even for, like, sol- solo moments. Like, I used to go out even by myself, just to meet new people, bring in new conversations, and, and get, bring myself the opportunity, right? But now, I'm more likely to only go out with girlfriends, like for dinner and to catch up and just talk and talk about life because I'm, I'm there with my girlfriends. Whereas before, I could do both, and I'm always willing to meet and explore and, and that kind of thing, you know what I mean? So, um it's nice because I'm like, okay, yeah, if I'm, if I'm not with my partner, uh, this weekend or whatever period, like, I'm just, like, staying in and probably watching Law and Order, or maybe re-watching Suits, or maybe working on some shit, you know, and, and it's, it's nice to just reflect on how far you improve, because then you're like, oh, fuck, like, I'm actually doing better than I realized, right, and with that reflection, it can and likely will bring in some new self-confidence because you're like, damn, yeah, I really did what I said I was going to do. And sometimes you just don't pause in a moment to acknowledge it for yourself. So I would recommend to write it down and or share this with a close friend who, you know, it's someone that you talk about life with, someone that you, you know, you guys both reflect for each other or with each other. I personally do both. I write it down. I observe it as it's written down. And then I also speak about it out loud with a close friend because that's just what I think it's it's kind of boosting both of us when we talk about it with each other and we talk about how far we've come and how far, uh, you know, life has, has evolved. It, I think it's really amazing and just not always thinking in the future and not always thinking in the past and um, just being present to be like, damn, that happened like over the past six months, 12 months, whatever. It's, it's pretty amazing. And um, I'm sure a lot of you Especially if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure a lot of you have come a long way and have improved in your own life, so give yourself a pat on the back as you're listening to this, really, because uh, you know I think sometimes we don't always have the emotional support from the people that we want and need it from, and the best thing you can do for yourself is at least acknowledge it for you. And at the end of the day, do it for yourself. And that was all for today's solo episode. I hope this was valuable. And as always, I really appreciate it when you share this with a friend or post this on your Instagram story and tag the podcast Instagram at What Fulfills You because I do love seeing you guys tune in. And especially I do just love to see what topics you like. And it definitely allows me to cater more topics to more of what you guys want. And lastly, if you are curious about the merch, you can check everything out at wafflefillsyou.com, including the new mindful fall collection, which includes the really cute minimal hats that just launched. And as an FYI, it is actually super limited quantity. Right now, I'm pretty sure there's only like two left in the olive and cream color. And so if you have listened this far as a token of gratitude, I would love to share a 20% off code with the code gratitude at checkout. That will be a limited time. So again, you can use the code gratitude at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Thanks again for tuning in today. I will chat with you all in the next episode.